Our scripture reading this morning is taken from the book of the prophet Micah, the fifth chapter, verse 2. And the Lord says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. I must admit I was somewhat disappointed. I was on a trip to Israel with a group from Bethany a number of years ago, and we were all excited that morning to go to the Church of the Nativity, a special church that had been built, in, built over what was believed to be the site of Jesus' birth. It was built in 327 AD by Helena, the mother of, um, the mother of the Emperor Constantine, often referred to as the first Christian emperor of the Roman Empire. And she had initially gone and found the spot that for hundreds of years had been identified as the birthplace of Christ. It was a little kind of cave or grotto. And years later, Justinian, another emperor in the 500s, built a much larger church over this as well. So we were excited to get to this church. We had to stand in line. There were hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands or more people in there. Had to stand in line for quite a ways. Candles all over the sanctuary. Very dark inside. Candles everywhere. And we slowly made our way down the steps into this kind of a cave-like room and then had to wait there for another almost hour as people finally were allowed to go to this little area where it was believed Jesus was born. And it was almost, when you got there, it was almost like a big fireplace. And it had candles and things all around it. And on the floor was a special star that had been put right down into the floor. And what was really difficult or odd to me was when we got there, there were just tons of people dropping to the ground, kissing the stones and kissing the bricks, and people taking their cloth and rubbing it, rubbing scarves and things, and their clothing on the, on the dirt around the area. And it was just everybody muddled together. It was a very, very strange scene. It just wasn't the Christmas that I was kind of expecting to experience. Bethlehem, mentioned in the text before us today in the book of the prophet Micah, mentioned hundreds of years before Jesus' birth. Bethlehem, the, the name means house of meat or house of bread. And it was such a small town in this region that it even had to be identified with another name, Ephrathah, in order to identify it from another even tinier village that was probably even closer to Jesus' home. Just like here in the United States, they claim there are 41 towns named Springfield in the United States. And uh, the same is true in other parts of the world. In order to identify this town, the prophet has to say Bethlehem Ephrathah. It's not far, this site is not far, maybe three miles from a huge castle that was built by King Herod the Great. And up on top of a, a mountain that he actually created for his castle. So quite a difference, isn't it, then, between this powerful king of his day and then you have to go down into this lowly cave for the birth of the Son of God. But Bethlehem was well known enough as the birthplace of the coming Messiah so that when the wise men came to speak to King Herod, 
the, uh, Herod called his scholars together and they knew exactly by searching the scriptures where this was supposed to take place. But it's rather an insignificant town. Even our text says, you are little among the thousands of Judah. So why did God pick such a lowly little place? Why did God decide to have his son, the king, king of all kings, come into the world in, in such a lowly place? And, and why did he select this very humble, lowly couple, the manual laborer man, and it's believed that Mary was a woman who was a dresser of women's hair, probably fixed women's hair. Why did he pick such lowly people to, to be the parents for the Christ child? Well, the Lord often says to us in scripture, my ways are not your ways. St. Paul writes this, God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before him. It's kind of a shot at human pride for why God does this and comes into the world in such a lowly way. But isn't it amazing to think that where heaven touches the earth and where God now enters human history with the birth of his son, we, we see this spot identified. Yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. The everlasting son of God is going to enter the world here. It's really amazing, isn't it, to think of the Christmas story that the entire salvation of all people of all time that will ever live, the the salvation that will get them into heaven, is all resting upon the birth of a little baby in this very, very lowly spot in this town of Bethlehem. And this little child's body with the blood inside of it will be the ransom package to get you and me out of our graves someday so that we can go to heaven. And, and everything is resting on that little event of the birth of that child. All of the world events surrounding this to make it happen in the right place at the right time are manipulated by God. His hands are just like someone moving pieces on a chess table. God's hands are involved in all of the things in history that will make this take place. He even manipulates the sinful actions of the Caesar who wants more money for his empire to cause another census to be taken to move the Holy Family down to Bethlehem for this birth. God even takes the evil and the paranoia in the heart of Herod the Great who doesn't want someone to challenge him for his kingdom. He even uses that evil in order to cause the Christ child with the Holy Family to flee to Egypt and fulfill a prophecy. God even manipulates the constellations and the stars in the heavens to align them in such a way that the wise men seek to find this Christ child. God is ultimately in control of all things for our salvation. All history, all politics, all manipulations inside of nature, weather, and science. And he uses it all to his glory to work out the plan of getting you to heaven someday. And when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman. But he's not only shaped all of these things in history to bring the Christ child into the world, he's also shaped all of your personal history to bring the Christ child to you and into your heart to know him as your savior. 
Have you ever thought about all the manipulations throughout your family life, the politics of the world, the historical things that happen in life, how God has just shaped and moved all of that so you're sitting here right now worshiping his child, your Savior? Have you ever thought about all of the things that our Heavenly Father does to, to make you and me his children, something we could never have done on our own? that God himself had to work in our hearts, but all of the processes that had to be put in place to have you sitting here listening to this wonderful word of the gospel. So God not only delivers his son into the world through all these manipulations of things in history and the stars and everything, he does it in your personal life too to cause you now to grab on to the Savior, the one who came to pay for all of your sins so you could go to heaven. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. In that grotto that day, in that little cave, we had to wait for quite a while. And a number of us were commenting to each other as a group of about maybe 35, 40 people from Bethany. We were commenting to each other how strange this place seemed from what we imagined it might be. And how odd it was to see people kissing stones and rubbing their clothing on things and everything. And we started to talk about the actual Christmas story among ourselves. And then we began singing hymns in this little room we were in. Began singing some of the beautiful Christmas hymns. And uh, one of them, even, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And it made me think how there's a hunger inside of human beings to get close to God. We want to rub our clothes on anything that he touched. And yet how God has chosen to get close to you and me through his word and his sacraments, by just coming to us with the precious knowledge of our Savior. And that's really what Christmas should be all about for us. Let us join our hearts in prayer. Please rise. Ah, dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed, soft, undefiled, within my heart, that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace. Amen.